This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself? When was my last period? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I cried too then. Let's take a breath. (sighs) Hi guys, I'm Sydney Lodwako and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I share the mic with people you may recognize, experts in their fields, people I find inspirational, or people who make me laugh, like my fiance, Nick, giving them a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope, as always, that you're doing amazing. I just wanted to jump on here and preface the episode. It is a little different today. We have the roles reversed on us and we are being interviewed on this one. It's myself and my fiance, Nick, being interviewed by Maddie, who is the host of OK Sis podcast. She is the co-founder of Camber and she has recently created this video podcast called 36 Questions Later, which is a series that features four blind dates where strangers ask each other the 36 questions that lead to love, which is originally from a New York Times article from 1997. I love the questions that are involved in it. And I think it's a great idea, maybe if you're going on a date with someone new or someone you've been dating a while, or even with your partner, or even with like your friends or whatever, to sit down and maybe ask each other these questions. They're very thought-provoking. There's 36 of them, so you can kind of go all over. I think it would just be a really fun way to get to know people in your life or if you're fresh in the dating scene or if you've been with someone for a while. I think it's just a really fun way to dive deeper and get to know people better. I learned some stuff about Nick in this episode that I had never heard him say before. And I think it kind of lays the groundwork to create more openness and get to places in a conversation that you wouldn't necessarily go every day, which I absolutely love. So I'll try and link the questions for you guys if you're interested so you can ask them to each other. Definitely check out Maddie's podcast, OK Sis, and her newest one, 36 Questions Later. She was awesome. We had such a blast with her. It felt like therapy. It's kind of like we did premarital counseling live. So enjoy that. I think it's a great way to get to know us better too. And I think it's just like a fun episode altogether. So I'll let Maddie take it away, but I wanted just to preface that before you listen in case you were like what is happening if you have questions or anything like that feel free to reach out to myself or maddie you can tag us on social media at something to share podcast and make sure to send this one to your friends your partner your guy you're dating whatever send this episode their way without further ado here is us and maddie of the 36 questions later video podcast 
This is nice to be able to sit back and not have to. Uh... Well, I usually don't prep anyway. But... <laughs> nice. Oh, hello. My name is Maddie. Um, I I got a podcast for four and a half years with my sister called OK Sis Podcast. Um, we're also actually on Podcast Nation too, so I love doing Podcast Nation uh, podcasts. Okay. And um, I used to prep so much and like two I would write down word for word what I was gonna say mm-hmm. and then now it's like what are we even talking about today let's just, <laughs> just get on the mic there you go. I'm somewhere in between there <laughs> I'm yeah. living in the yeah. I want to be where you're at but I'm I'm a little crazy about writing things down yeah I, mean, <laughs> I have my anchor breath. just in case there we go yeah and then you barely even look at it anyways mm-hmm. but just yeah you, it's there just in case um, okay, so we're turning the tables today. I'm going to be the host of your podcast, and this is going to be amazing because this is the first one I've done with a couple, which Ooh. is so great. Um, why we're doing this is I hosted and created a new video podcast series called 36 Questions Later. Essentially, what we did is we filmed four couples who were complete strangers, and we filmed them answering the 36 questions that lead to love, mm-hmm. which was like that viral New York Times article that went you know viral a couple of years ago. And we had them answer it. We video, you know, we recorded them. And then we followed up with them like a couple months later to see if they actually did fall in love. I'm not going to spoil it and like, you know, who fell in love and who didn't. But all the episodes are out now and you can watch them. It's a video podcast you can watch on Spotify or YouTube. Or if you want to listen, you can listen on Apple Podcasts. But to watch it is so cool. And you kind of hear me narrating it throughout it um as well as like seeing the couples and like the cringy moments but then the really lovely moments and um it's a really cool set of questions so Mm -hmm. i thought that if you guys are down we'll answer some of them together we may fall back in love right now (laughs) i was gonna say we're gonna we're gonna see if you guys just like get to a whole nother level yeah this is like pre-marriage counseling this is good yeah we're getting married in two months so this is exactly aligned with the timing (laughs) exactly okay we're doing pre-marriage counseling here we go (laughs) okay let's just jump into it for what in your life do you feel most grateful for me, what I'm most grateful for is essentially love and family because it's not something that I thought I would find for a very long time. And I always look back on our relationship and just the fact that I found him, I was felt like I was looking for him for a long time. So I'm grateful that I actually did find him because I just remember so many nights and when I was like, when am I going to meet the guy? Or like, he's never, I'm never going to find him. He's not out there. And then actually meeting him and being in this part of my life, I'm like, oh, it's so nice. It's so cool that we I actually made it and I, I found my person because for a while I was like, this is never going to happen. So I think for right now, like love and family is really big for me. And what about you, Nick? So for me right now, I would say probably health and the health of my family. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had some we've had some close calls, me personally, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, some close calls with my mom and um, my sister but everyone's healthy now and I'm extremely grateful for that. That's probably number one right now for me. What are some things that you've like changed in your life because of those close calls? Uh, Well, I'd say for me personally, I suffered a a pretty bad spinal injury. It's almost, Mm -hmm. it'll be 10 years um, this year. Um, And for me, it was just not taking the little things for granted, like literally anything like dressing yourself brushing your teeth in the morning, like going on a walk, um, 
just so that that was number one for me is not taking small things like that for for granted. And number two would be if I felt a certain way about somebody, um, I, I'm gonna let them know. So if I love somebody, um, I'm gonna tell them every chance that I get, uh, just because you don't know when you're not gonna be able to do that anymore. Um, mm-hmm. so that's those are kind of the two things that I took away at least from my personal close call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always feel like when when there are moments like that or people close to us that, you know, either pass away or, or have suffered, there's this, I don't want to say it's like somewhat of a gift, but there is this like, you're j- jump started into presence, right? You're just like, oh my God, I need to like fully live. And it's this, yeah. it's this reminder, right? You know? Yeah. Um, that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Uh, Sydney, I was going to ask, you know, before you met Nick and you were kind of like, oh, is the guy going to ever come? Mm-hmm. Was there something that you did different? Was there like a mindset shift that then like magnetized, like brought him into your life? I did a lot of things. Um, <laughs> I think putting myself out there for sure, because I wanted the guy or I wanted to find him, but like I was still going about my regular routine and a regular way of meeting people. So I was like staying safe. So I think it was once I started like really putting myself out there, I did go on The Bachelor. So that was like a big form of me putting myself out there. And I know people. That's an understatement. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, let's do this on the most extreme scale if I'm going to do it. (laughs) Let's date uh, date on national television. Yeah. (laughs) Zero to 100. So I think doing that. And I also, even though I was like super frustrated a lot, I didn't let myself lose hope that it would happen. Mm. Like there was always just that little flicker of hope, even though I'd be like in my, in my feelings and in my like, you know, sad girl state, I would still be like, but no, I still believe that he's out there and I'm going to wait until I find him. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. So I think it was a combo of those two. And then in the meantime, I always say this, but like really getting clear on what he would be like once I actually met him. So it would be very clear that 
when I met Nick that it was like obvious that he would be my person versus like, oh, is he the guy or like second guess myself? Like I just try to really get very sure and clear on what he would be like. And I feel like you are very much what I thought you would be. <laughs> Nailed it. I made a list. Um, I think you were everything on my list except for six foot three, but we were, <laughs> we're all... <laughs> Give me a word, Timberlands. But you got six foot, so it's fine. A little bit. Yeah, I gave I gave up three inches, but it's fine. <laughs> Jeez, that's so funny. Um, did going on The Bachelor like restore your faith, or did it kind of even make it worse right afterwards? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I think it did make it worse I it just restored my faith in myself like for okay. my ability to like trust myself in situations and trust myself in the possibility of a relationship but it did kind of tamper with how I looked at dating I think because I just felt through the whole process very much not chosen um, by the people there and by the experience I just felt like I was like an afterthought for a lot of the people especially in aspects like paradise so I think I was like discouraged in that way a little bit but I did have more belief in myself so it was like a double-edged sword yeah so. yeah paradise seems like it'd be it feels very clicky or it feels very mm -hmm. like you're the popular girl and then everyone is walking yeah. to you and then it just does you know it doesn't feel equal across exactly so. yeah I wasn't the popular girl, so. <laughs> but now you are, okay? Yeah, now you now found I am. Your, your Nick. I love exactly. it. Exactly. Okay, this one's good. We're going to take a dark turn. Um, mm. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? I feel like mine is just old age, or maybe that's, that's what me. I feel. Me being like hopeful. <laughs> that's the energy I'm putting out there that I'm surrounded by my loved ones, like a very old and lived a full life and happy, but. I am dumb on the road sometimes. <laughs> uh, mine is probably going to be caused by my stubbornness. Hmm. I, I had that. I mean, that scares me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I don't know exactly how or when, but I think it's going to be due to my stubbornness. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's something that we can work on now. Yeah, though. we'll change it. We'll work yeah. on it. Awareness is the first step. So now we yeah. know <laughs> and we can kind of, you know, help with that. Okay. Yeah. Name three things that you and your partner appear to have in common. So you, both of you guys. I think one is definitely our sense of humor. I mean, it's not exactly the same, but I think our appreciation for humor. Um, I think that's definitely one of them. And that's a way that we've connected from the beginning. And the, the way that they use hum humor in like kind of all situations, even in like dark stuff or um, maybe sometimes where you wouldn't be like laughing. I think we just, you infuse it in everything. And I, I like that quality a lot. So I think that's definitely one of them. We don't have that much. In I'm just um, that is a tough one. Yeah, I would say another one though is like work ethic or like yeah, definitely work ethic, dedication to something. Like mm -hmm. to almost to a fault. It's like gross. How like it, um, uh, that is like the typical like interview answer. Like <laughs> uh, I'm loyal to a fault. That's my that's my downfall. Yeah. Or I work yeah, too I'm hard. A, I'm a perfectionist. That's yeah. my you know yeah. But I think sometimes we it's a sickness when we when we're passionate about something, we both will literally work on it until it's as good as we can possibly make it mm -hmm. yeah. almost to almost to an annoying level for both of us. So we definitely have that in common. Yeah, I don't know if it's, it's a good gross. or bad. Like, but. Even like online shopping, I'll spend hours and I won't stop until I find the thing. And it's like little things like that or it's like actual like work. And then him, it's working on the house or something and he'll be down there all day and i'm like are you done <laughs> no 
So that's definitely one of them. A third. What about like, I feel like you guys both are just like, this is just based on how, you know, we've just been talking for observation, but you guys both seem to really care about family and Mm -hmm. value that. Oh yeah. Good point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's definitely one too. Definitely family oriented. Family too is like the values that we put on family and togetherness of family. Like both sides are like that. Like whenever we talk about anyone, we're like always like, oh, my dad said this, my mom said this, or vice versa with his family. We spend most of our time with family, so I think that's something that was really mattered to me too, especially with coming like marrying into a family. That was really important that it was some a family that I could like see myself spending a lot of time with Mm because that's how I operate in my own family so yeah i, I think that was that. a great observation um all right complete this sentence i wish i had someone with whom i could share so this could maybe be something that you guys have found in each other like this is something that you share together and it's you're really grateful that 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 is the case i think just like my fears and like my passions and still receive like openness with both of them so like mm-hmm. if I'm scared about something in the future or if I'm scared about like taking a risk or something I can share that with him and he's gonna meet me where I'm at that and also like the th- things I want to accomplish in life and he's gonna be there to support he doesn't have to like do everything with me or you know be with me every step of the way but just at least be that like support system and someone that's just like there to listen to me and you know bounce ideas off of and support me so they have that like trust no matter what I come up with <laughs> yeah he'll be right yeah, there and that's, that's so important um being heard and being like feeling safe to mm-hmm. express those fears or insecurities I think that's something that I feel very fortunate in my relationship as well is like it's so off that like I'm my full authentic self like I could literally share anything and there's no judgment on the other end and that's mm-hmm. just like such a powerful thing to find in another human being. I didn't know if you were going to choose me or not next, but um, (laughs) you are chosen. (laughs) I mean, mine was kind of the same, just like share, being able to share like my, like all of me, like the good and the bad. Cause there's a lot of bad. I'll be the first to admit. Um, I've seen a lot. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Like you said, I feel like that's what everyone wants and what everyone strives for in any relationship um so when you do find that it's 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 hard to ignore like Mm. you you know that you found that person when you're able to share literally every aspect of your life with them and even if they don't necessarily accept it like they at least respect it what are you laughing about (laughs) (laughs) i respect it no i like that i love that um, okay, share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life, and hopefully this is one that you like haven't shared with each other yet. What, I always struggle. I, I know I struggle with this question too. Like I feel like it's such an icebreaker question. I'm just like, yeah. I'm not embarrassed at all, but of course there's. I just feel like I do embarrassing things all the time, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like it's just a part of my being. I just wanted to popping in my head. The CEO for my company I used to work for, I like went to the bathroom and. I managed to have a full roll of toilet paper tucked into my pants and was just walking around like it was nothing. Oh my god! And it was the CEO of my company. I'd be like, Sydney, you have toilet paper in your a full roll. That's like pretty- like, <laughs> like it was long. It was like rolled up in my pants, and I had no. I would have gone and taught like classes and just fully been 
with my toilet paper roll. <laughs> so just things like that. But that's just like a little example of a constant life with me, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't, you've, I haven't experienced to that extent mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, her embarrassing moments, but uh, that's a tough one. I feel like I talk a lot on the podcast about embarrassing stuff that I've done or like it, yeah. that's happened You're to me. You're not that embarrassing though. I feel like you have a good grasp of that's because i did a lot of embarrassing stuff when i was little okay yeah. I've, now you i'm very careful it. yeah no i mean i <laughs> you really aren't that embarrassing it's you're very like i'm sure I, if i asked my mom like if you guys asked my mom she, she would have a scroll just ready i think just stories. like the, your overconfidence in high school probably was pretty embarrassing like it's funny i, w- I was not overconfident in <laughs> high school pretty, so i've seen some videos of you being very overconfident so. I wasn't overconfident. I was confident. <laughs> <laughs> um, Self-assurance was high. <laughs> oh, you were like a daredevil. I was just a dumb jock. Like, yeah, cool. you were just... I was yeah. just that... Mm-hmm. I was that guy, that, unfortunately. That. Yeah, so That's embarrassing. That that's, yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty embarrassing. Oh, here's a good one. I mean, kind of along the same lines. When, I was, when we were in high school, like the yearbook committee was like asking like how how was junior year different from your senior year so far it was it was a typical dumb jock like I played football in high school and it was like oh I scored a touchdown um on offense defense and special teams this year so like that's how it was different and I can just only imagine I think about that probably three times a week now like I just can't believe that that's what I said you need to release this is why i don't have that many embarrassing moments because they will they linger stick with you forever yeah 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 yeah. keep saying that you were a dumb jock how has your identity evolved since then like what what did you do to get out of that identity well luckily and unluckily i was good enough to play in college but i wasn't good enough to to move on to the next level and i had a career-ending injury so I I just kind of had to figure out real quick like what my true identity was. Like I'm not I played football. I was a college athlete. That's not exactly who I was. That's what I did. That's another reason that I'm grateful for the injury that I had because it it did force me to kind of look inwards a little bit and and take a good long hard look at who I actually was outside of sports because mm-hmm. that's for so long that was my identity. I was just an athlete and that's what I did and Everything else was secondary. Yeah, um, I can only imagine. It must feel like a like a grieving process almost. Too. Definitely, everyone goes through that. She went through this um, with dance. Like everybody yeah, goes yeah. through it in in some form or another. I'll be honest. I was severely depressed. It mm-hmm. was. It's a tough transition to go from um, doing something you've done literally your entire life to and and literally. Uh, you know, the snap of your fingers, that's completely changed and you're never going to do that again. Mm-hmm. So you figure it out. It doesn't, it's not quick, but you got to figure it out. What were some things that you did to figure that out? I hung around people outside of the sport. I spent more time studying, you know, I spent more time on schoolwork. And when I was working in group projects, I would, I'd stay a little bit longer and talk to somebody who wasn't on the football team. Um, my senior year, I actually lived with three soccer players, sport, a sport that I know absolutely nothing about. It's a sport, but it, it might as well just be, you know, it, it was completely foreign to me. Um, and they're now my best friends. And uh, I, I think just doing anything, 
not necessarily to like run away from it, but to just explore other things, like just be open to doing other things and, and starting to find things you love again, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like widening your network almost yeah. just kind of expanding your interest or like what, what you might, you know, just kind of experimenting with other types of people or other yeah. types of things. I love that. What about you, Sydney? How did, how did that transition go? I feel like it's still going. Oh, really? <laughs> um, <yeah>. Tough subject. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. Do you still dance though, like for yourself or is it just like. Yeah, I did. I was teaching like dance fitness. So in a way I was, but that actually just ended last week. Um, so yeah, it's a constant transition, but I think what it's always helped is realizing like my value isn't in what I do or what I produce or like what thing I'm doing at the time. It's like yeah. innate. And that takes like a lot of um, checking in with myself because I can easily like outsource that to other things when I feel like I'm doing well in something or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's a constant like checking in with like my value and what am I identifying as like my value. Um, yeah. I think wow, it's definitely love- ongoing. That's really, I mean, that's super amazing that you, you're aware that you were like outsourcing that type of worthiness, right? Mm-hmm. You were like attaching it to dance or attaching it to a project and things like that. And then you check yourself like, oh, hey, no, no, no. My yeah. self-worth is like not attached to this. Do you guys go to therapy? Do you guys do like, are there any like self-care practices that you implement in order to like make sure that you're maintaining that? I do like I've done therapy in the past. Um, I do a lot of like meditation stuff. So I do a lot of I don't know if you're familiar with Lacey Phillips. I do a lot Uh, of her like stuff. Of course. Yeah. So Lacey Phillips universe. I just did my DI this morning. Yeah. I love her so much. And I've been doing her stuff for years. So stuff like that's helped me a lot of like journaling. I've I've I think during the bigger transitions and things like that, I've definitely leaned on therapy for those because I needed to talk through them. But I don't Mm. think it's something that I need like consistently I just kind of ebb and flow with it yeah. um definitely in those bigger transitions so yeah. yeah I'm definitely open to it I don't know you didn't did you no I did not no you're talking about as far as like, like therapy yeah when you went through your accident so. no um what what really helped me was talking to I I'm, was fortunate enough to have um some upperclassmen who had already moved on from school and were done with football and you know started their their careers outside of being a college athlete and uh talking with them and like seeing people who have are who went through the same thing that i'm that i was currently going through uh was huge for me and then like as far as what i do now there's one individual um in particular who it's crazy he actually had the exact same spinal injury that i had um different accident he was going to the same university i went to and played the same position in football crazy you know, crazy um, scenario that we that we were both found in. The fact that it's almost identical situation was uh, was crazy. But uh, wow. I talk with him on a regular basis, and I guess trying to pay it forward a little bit. Mm. You know, letting him know that hey, football is not it's not everything. You you have so much life to live after after the sport. I know it sucks right now, but if you just get through this, it's gonna be okay. So just kind of paying it forward. That's really my therapy. I mean, that's, that sounds like yeah. it. I mean, Sydney will know this uh, terminology, but that guy is your expander. That yeah. guy is mm-hmm. someone that it's like he literally was put in your life to you guys were meant to like support and help one another. And 100%. I wonder, Nick, like you should, I mean, you should like, I feel like there's something there. There's probably such a community of athletes who have gone through exactly what you go through. Mm-hmm. Not in, and maybe not even, not even injured, but just the transition. And they're, yeah. 
And there's yeah. something there about you creating like a space for them. I don't know. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I would, lo- I would love that. Yeah, I uh, like that idea, actually. It's really nice. Ever since I... Rec- like. Ever since I recovered, I've always had people saying that, like, you should, whatever you believe in, um, we won't get into it here, but whatever you believe in, some sort of higher power, like, there is a reason, in my mind, there is a reason that you're put on earth, Um, and that's the whole, that's the whole purpose of life, is to find that purpose. That's what everyone has always told me, is there's, you know, there's a a reason that that you were spared, and there's a reason you're still here, Mm -hmm. um... So yeah, I mean that's that's all. That's that's all I think about, honestly. <laughs> I mean, okay, like next to the embarrassing moments from my past, <laughs> that's all I think about. <laughs> like, that on a loop, and then like yeah. finding your purpose. Yeah. Your purpose. <laughs> I love it. Pretty deep. I yeah. mean, I think a lot of men, I think especially, are it's difficult for them to open up about these types of topics. So I don't know. I'm like I'm like making you <laughs> like being like you need to be the next. We got all the equipment. We might as well. <laughs> I mean, I think there's something there. I don't, yeah. I don't feel like it's talked about enough and you obviously feel very passionate about it. So yeah, just throwing it out there. Um, okay. Like let's keep, let's keep going. This is more fun. Um, what would constitute a perfect day for you? Time in nature, something mm-hmm. that moves my body in some way. Um, really good, like nice food, time with family, a lot of laughter, um glass of wine <laughs> and just like the simple things but definitely time in nature by the ocean something like that just yeah i would i would definitely say by the ocean yeah so we are, we are moving uh, no i will <laughs> so we're moving are you guys moving no we're not i mean not oh. this moment but we live in ohio now and i'm from virginia beach so like i'm i grew up by the ocean i'm obsessed with it and i'm always like maybe we go back or like we have two houses i don't know I I just, I think back to like my, my perfect day so far Mm -hmm. has consisted of us. It was like, it was like the first time we went, uh, I went back to Virginia beach with you after you've been here for a week. I think it was at that point Mm -hmm. we drove back, we stayed in a hotel right on the beach and like the first day we woke up, we got breakfast, like great breakfast at the hotel. It was like right at the end of COVID. So like Mm. really nobody was at the hotel still. So we basically had this place almost to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Brand new hotel. We got to split. We got to hang out on the beach like all day, just relaxing. Mm -hmm. Um, Got a great dinner that night. And then yeah, like that, that was it. Like we just got to spend like quality time together and it was in, you know, it was on a beach. So you can't beat that. So that's like, that would be my perfect day. Like I'd, that was one of my favorite weeks. We can make this ever. a reality. <laughs> yes, and he's like, we're plotting this. <laughs> um, no, I totally agree. I, I mean, I live in Los Angeles. I grew up in San Diego. I never, I've never been like a traditional beach girly, but mm-hmm. I love 
the healing nature of the ocean and Mm -hmm. like observing it. I don't know how to, I just don't like sand is what I'm trying to say. So I don't (laughs) like to be like on the beach, but Mm -hmm. I love like whenever I just feel like I'm in a rut or something, like I'll drive to Malibu and just like sit there for hours Mm -hmm. and just like gaze and, you know, get lost in it. And it's something it's so grounding. There's something so beautiful about it. So, um, I highly, I definitely agree with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? That is a tough That's one because really so tough. Yeah. Even someone who had a really traumatic childhood would probably mm-hmm. still say like, I wouldn't change anything cause it's, yeah, it, shaped, it shaped who I am today. Um, yeah. and I didn't really have a traumatic childhood at all. I had a very, yeah. I would say I'd hope that they, I, I wish I was taught more life skills younger, like because I was so, my, my whole life was dance and like school. Like I didn't really have time to learn any of the basics. Like I didn't learn how to load a dishwasher until I was like out, <laughs> out of college because then I didn't have a dishwasher. So like things like that. And it's not like my parents, it's not their fault. I just wasn't around that much. So like a lot of those things was a time consuming thing. So I just didn't do them. Um, I wish I learned like more of the basics, like taxes and things like that. Like I well, wish I, I just had more. Wish yeah, <laughs> I wish I had like, more. Yeah, substantial every year skills. Rolls around and we're like, what? what What's happening? What do yeah, <laughs> don't know. I would say my the only thing that I would change, and this sounds so like, like snotty, stuck up, but like we, I have an older brother and a younger sister. We played sports year round. We did not, we didn't do vacations. Like there was no, like a baseball or softball tournament. Like that was our vacation. Mm -hmm. Like we drove two hours and stayed in a hotel and we get to go in the hotel pool. Like when we weren't (laughs) playing games. Um, I would say less sports, more, not even, it doesn't even have to be a vacation, but just more like family outings. Like we live right down the street from an amusement park and we didn't really go there that often. Like I, we live five minutes away and I, I think like four or five times that I can even remember that we went like as a family just cause we had so much, you know, it was like me going to baseball with my dad while my mom took my brother to another game or my sister. And it's like, we were always like mm-hmm. split up. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe just less sports and more like creating memories or mm. with my family. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the only thing I would change. Yeah. But do you think that during that time, like if you can put yourself back in your shoes at that age, like that you would have wanted less sports because it seems like it was something that, you know, you guys really loved. It's hard to identify if if I really love sports or that's just all I knew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to it's hard to kind of separate those feelings out. I did love sports. I still love sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but the amount that yeah. I don't know if I was truly in love with or if I just didn't know what else to do to fill my time. So it was like, well, then I'll just play, I'll play baseball or I'll just play basketball while, right. you know, yeah. it's not football season. I got to do something. So, yeah. Yeah. The degree to which you were doing sports, like might have like tarnished or like it's something that you love or like a, not a hobby. I mean, it was obviously like your life, but you know, if there was a way to incorporate other interests or yeah, like quality time with your family. That would be ideal. Awesome. Okay. This one is one of my favorites. Is there something you've dreamed of doing for a long time and why haven't you done it yet? As of like these past few years, I've been obsessed with like homes and like 
we got in a very deep binge of Fixer Upper with Joanna Gaines <laughs> and um and Chip Gaines and I uh, we just became obsessed. So like I just really started because I moved in here and we just started redoing stuff. We worked a lot together. Like I think my dream would be something involving like houses or like doing some like just making really pretty spaces and doing that for other people. I there's like an inkling that I want to do that, but like I'm not really sure of how that looks quite yet. Mm. So I, yeah, figuring out what that is and I'm still like sitting on it, but that's definitely something I'm see myself doing in the future. Hopefully. I mean that we kind of already hit on it, but I think my, my dream is talking to people who are in a similar situation to, to the one I was in Mm -hmm. athlete or non-athlete doesn't matter. Uh, Not too many people come out on the other side as you know intact as as i have Mm -hmm. um from the injury that i had this this specific injury that i had you know like like we talked about i've always had a feeling that that's what i should be doing and i obviously have a passion for it i guess the reason i haven't done it yet is because i don't really know where to start but i think i'm at least on the right path just kind of starting where i'm already at with Mm -hmm. this individual who had the same injury as me and just talking through it with him and I've visited kids who have had uh, similar spinal injuries in the hospital um, locally here and just kind of talked them through different things that they're going to encounter and here's how you should react and whatever the case is. But uh, I guess, yeah, I just, I don't really know. I don't know what it even looks like, I guess. It's not that you haven't done it because you're like scared or hmm. you're worried what people would think. You're just more so overwhelmed with like, with like what, yeah, what, how it actually all comes together or what exactly yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like what, what is the idea? Like, is it, yeah. I'm not, a, is it a motivational speaker? Am I doing, mm. am I doing fundraising? Like, it's just, mm. I don't really know how to, I don't know what the idea even is. Yeah. Yet. I think it's great that you, you, that fear is not part of that just because mm-hmm. I, that's what I had assumed was just like, oh, maybe he, you know, it's hard to put yourself out there and it's very vulnerable, which is like totally, you know, a whole thing. But, um, that's really great that it's not out of like, yeah, this fear of, of, of doing it or what other people think, which I, I think a lot of people that stops a lot of people. So Mm -hmm. if you don't have that, honestly, the logistics and everything else, like that will fall in place. Mm -hmm. I think we found our next podcast episode topic, (laughs) (laughs) deep dive and we'll figure it out. Figure it out. Do a business plan on the pod. A lot yeah. of business plan. I love um, <laughs> Okay. When did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself? When was my last period? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I cried too then. Too, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm crying. I'm like, why am I crying? I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah you just got to check like, the calendar and then you feel yeah, seen. Exactly. You're like, okay. I, I don't know. I, I, since I moved here and it's not even with, I don't know if it's like, like falling in love has opened up my emotions or whatever. But like, I used to not cry as much as I do regularly now. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or just a thing. Um, But I I have found over the past few years, I cry much more. And it's just like, sometimes I need a release or sometimes it's just like, I'm trying to figure stuff out. Mm -hmm. But I think in the past, I would just like hold it in more or like feel like I need to be strong or whatever. But he like lets me, lets me like, completely lose it Mm -hmm. so I feel like safe with him to do that I think Mm. which is good but it's a lot 
<laughs> it could be current stuff or stuff I hadn't unleashed. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's good to cry. I think it's like, I, as you just said, it's, it's cathartic. It's a release. Yeah. And usually when we're not crying, especially as women, it is because we're like sweeping things under the rug or trying yeah. to put up a front where it's just like, it's nice to get that out. Mm-hmm. What about you, Nick? I actually cried recently Yeah. Mm-hmm. to her. Um, I came out of, I was about to go to the office and I came out and I just had been overwhelmed with stuff at work and, and, uh, helping her with stuff for the wedding. And I don't know if it just like hit me all at once. Mm -hmm. Um, but I came out of the bathroom and she must've seen it on my face. And I, I remember thinking like, just get in your truck, like just get to your truck and let it go. And you're good. Um, but I, I, I think she saw it on my face and she was like, what's wrong? And as soon as she said that, I just broke down. Like I was like, well, <laughs> if you're asking, <laughs> um, and I don't even remember saying anything. I just remember like crying and just mm-hmm. being like, you know, like, I don't even know how to put what I'm feeling in words. I just need to like, I haven't done this in a while and I need to, I need to let it go. <laughs> so it builds up, it builds yeah. up and it's just like, it has to go somewhere and usually yeah. it's anger or, you, you know, resentment. But when you cry, it's actually like, I feel like the most healthy form of release or manifestation in some other, uh, avenue. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, which is, it's funny because, um, anyone who listens to her podcast or like follows her on Instagram, whenever she posts stuff about me, I'm pretty open about what I believe in and my thoughts and like my angers and stuff that bothers me. Um, so I, I'm pretty open with my emotions. Like I, I, I tend to let everything out except for when I'm sad mm-hmm. and like tears. That's the only thing that I truly try to hold in until the absolute last possible moment. Um, and when it comes, it is. comes. Yeah, I wonder why that is, especially for men. It's like maybe it's just social conditioning or, yeah. you know, whatever the case is. But it's a shame because crying is so – it feels so good <laughs> afterwards. It's like a workout. Like you feel yeah. so good afterwards. It's a shame that men have been um, shamed into yeah. into that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. you're spot on. It's definitely, mm-hmm. it's definitely conditioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do the last question. We'll come back onto a happy note. What is your most treasured memory? Most treasured memory. I mean, the wedding is probably going to be your most treasured memory, yeah. your future one, but what has happened so far? I mean, I feel like an easy one is when we got engaged. Yeah. That's like so easy. It's just nice when you have those like bookmark moments where you can just like kind of time kind of stands still. Mm. Like I remember he, I had an inkling that it was going to happen, but I wasn't fully sure and it wasn't really confirmed but i just remember like he got down on one knee and then his parents were there and i didn't know it was his parents but they walked up the stairs and i was like oh these people are gonna like hear us and what we're saying i don't want them to hear it but then i like after i i said yes and whatever i turned around it was i was like oh it's your parents like i had no idea like that time kind of like stood still and i was aware but not really of things around me um so that's like a very treasured moment, but there's like so many, I feel like yeah, I would littler say, moments that are really special. Yeah. Not using the same one as her. Uh, I don't want to take the easy way out. Sorry, um, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was, 
it, I think it was that. No, it wasn't that same week. It was the week before when your parents were in town. Mm-hmm. And we went to dinner with my parents mm-hmm. and her parents. And it was really the first time that they could like have a full conversation, not interrupted by other people or, mm-hmm. you know, not in a large group setting. And they could really like get to know one another. And selfishly, it was good for me to see her parents uh, getting to know me through my parents. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love just like sitting here, like listening to them. There's so you know, many stories. Your parents ask being, questions, yeah. asking questions about me and like, you know, my parents giving a really honest, uh, giving their honest feedback, but like almost seeing, and there was not walls. I don't think there was walls up for, from her parents, but you know, anytime that your firstborn is getting married, like you're, you're going to be protective of them. And I think like almost seeing the walls break down was like such a cool moment for me. Um, and it was almost like you can see the reassurance, um, in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully this is how I read the situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, seeing her parents feel that reassurance that, that, you know, that, um, that the, their daughter had made the right decision. Mm-hmm. Um, was really cool for me. It was a humbling, it was a very humbling night, but it was, you know, something that I'll, I'll cherish forever. So. Yeah. I feel like that's not talked enough about the relationship between parents of the couple and them getting to know each other, them, you know, I mean, that's going to be your, their family as well. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's this, it's this really interesting dynamic and, you know, doing it without all the siblings and like actually just the couple and the parents, like that's something so beautiful to like watch unfold as you, as you grow in your relationship. Yeah. It was like a four hour dinner. I feel like it was just like they they kept, they had closed. Yeah. They closed the restaurant and they're still going. Guys, you've got to go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We get it. I love that. Yeah. It was nice. Thank you for letting me take over your show and completely do a, do a little takeover. This was this so is lovely. Great. Are you guys? Do you, are you guys more in love? I feel yeah. I feel like I learned stuff about you tonight. I do really? feel yeah. Good things. Well, we it's good. Then the, yeah. yeah. Then we we succeeded. We did it. But yeah. Thank you guys so much for thank you, you for doing this. This, this is, is awesome. Actually, yeah. Yeah. This, this was therapy. It felt like therapy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe you maybe you want to be our therapist. Yeah. You you're you're coming at me with a career change. I think you. I'm like I like become a therapist now. Yeah. I think you should. I love that. Oh my god. Well, thank you guys so much. Yeah. If anyone listening wants to watch the series, it's very similar to this, where you know I'm like hosting it throughout and we but it's going to be strangers instead of like you know people about to get married so it's a little different but um it's a really fun series so i hope that's awesome that's really cool yeah so tell everyone where they can find it really quick before we close out yes so you can find it um at sycamore content and it's on youtube it's spotify the show itself is called 36 questions later so if you search on spotify or youtube uh you'll be able to find it there and there's um all five episodes are out now yay okay awesome awesome. thank you maddie this is great yeah thank you so much this is awesome that is it for me today you guys thank you so much for being here and for listening before you go make sure that you rate review follow subscribe so that you never miss an episode and in the spirit of sharing be sure to share the podcast with a friend or give us some love on social media and tag us at something to share podcast on instagram see you next wednesday